Well, hello, and welcome back to another podcast episode with Brittany Bundles. You are listening to the Brittany Bundles podcast, where we empower people through entrepreneurship. And before we get into today's podcast, I do want to give a huge shout out and thank you to everyone that has supported me along my um, pregnancy journey and afterwards. Um, If you are following my YouTube channel at Brittany Bundles, then you know that I recently gave birth to a beautiful baby girl. And um, I got so many congratulations and we're praying for you and we'll still be here waiting for you when you return and just so many just just heartfelt, nice, loving messages and um, really, you know, just a lot of symbols of support and love. And I really appreciate that. Um, so I am back and um, I will be taking breaks as needed. You know, I do like to be consistent, as consistent as I possibly can. But uh, my health, my family, uh, they do come first. So I have to make sure that everything is in line before I can be my very best to present to you all. So um, today I want to talk about some of the lessons that I've learned while being an entrepreneur. And I think this message is going to be very important to those that are in business currently, as well as those that are considering starting their entrepreneurial journey, because there are so many lessons to learn. And I find it really fascinating to take bits and pieces from everyone's journey and figure out what piece of advice or what pieces of advice are going to work best in the certain uh, circumstance that I'm in or the certain position or stance that I'm currently in or uh, current position that I am in life. And uh, use those pieces of advice to kind of, you know, aid me and guide me through what it is I'm working on currently. So with that being said, um, I do want to encourage all of you, like I have before, to go ahead and share this podcast Share it with a family member or friend. Um, turn the podcast on while you're riding in the car with someone. Uh, you can share the podcast on social media, via Facebook, uh, Instagram. You can send it via text message. So I'll go ahead and give you all a moment to share the podcast, and then we'll come back and get started. So I will be back in just a moment. All right. So thank you so much for going ahead and sharing the podcast. I truly appreciate your support in doing that. And we're going to go ahead and get started. So today we're talking about some of the lessons that I've learned during my entrepreneurial journey. And um, the first thing that I'd like to point out is I've learned to read through percentages and chargeback processes when adding merchants. So this is something that I've talked about on my YouTube channel at Brittany Bundles. So if you're not following me there, please do so. I have a ton of videos in my business playlist, as well as a ton of videos in my hair business playlist for those that are in the hair industry specifically. But I hear a lot of people uh, talk about feeling as if they're being ripped off or feeling as if they are making money but not really seeing the money that they're making. And when I listen in and tune in, whether it be on different podcasts or YouTube videos or in person or during a consultation or um, one of the mentoring sessions that I'm doing, one thing that I find to be very similar and consistent is the fact that a lot of people didn't know that certain merchants took out a certain percentage uh, when they go through them. 
for example, there are some people that sign up for pop-up shops and they use maybe like, um, I'm not going to use a specific company's name, but let's say that, that, that just so I'm not using anyone in, in particular, they use a device that's attached to like their tablet or their cell phone. And so when anyone places an order, that person swipes their card through the device on their cell phone or their tablet um, or what have you, whatever device they're using. And then they get the sale. So the sale goes to their um, their database, whatever they're using or their e-commerce site if they have it hooked up that way. And then there's a percentage that's taken out for that merchant that they're going through. Um, similar uh, example or similar um, experience uh, when I was in the salon and when I, when I owned my salon and I had a card reader and anytime anyone processed an order with a card or swiped their card, there was a percentage that I would be charged on the back end for using that specific card reader's company. And so a lot of times we're so excited and anxious just to be able to start receiving money, just to be able to start making sales, just to be able to have that feeling of, yes, this is no longer an idea. This is no longer just the website. This is an actual functioning business that is getting orders, right? I know a lot of us have had that feeling and have been there. And um, sometimes because we're so excited, we skim over a lot of the terms and conditions and we don't really read thoroughly or sometimes we read it but we don't really process what we're reading and so it's very important to look at the percentages and to know that if you're not okay with a certain percentage there are other merchants out there that you can look into you don't have to stick with the first merchant that you come along um that comes along your journey, excuse me. You don't have to stick with the first merchant that pops up on a YouTube video that you're watching and you feel like this is the only option right now. You, you don't have to do that. I really recommend challenging yourself to find merchants uh, and percentages and terms and conditions that you're okay with. Along with percentages, a lot of people also skim past the chargeback process which I talk about very heavily on my YouTube channel at Brittany Bundles again, because we want to make sure that in the event that there is a chargeback, you know exactly what the steps are. You know exactly what's going to happen. And a lot of times we don't think that far into the game. You know, we were like, okay, we're getting orders. Everyone's happy with me. I know all of my clients. I know all of my customers. And although we're wanting to expand, we're wanting to meet more customers and clients and to get more sales and earn more money, um, sometimes we're not really thinking realistically and logically that this will actually happen. So we're not really looking into all of the fine details and the processes and what happens if this occurs. And because of that, when it does occur, like when a chargeback does happen, we're kind of at a standstill and we feel like we've been gypped or ripped off or that we were just not in the know because we weren't expecting that to happen and we didn't do the research ahead of time to know what to expect. So it's always a great practice to get into, to, to put yourself in position where you know what to expect. I have lately been looking more into patterns, people's patterns as far as behavior, um, business patterns as far as even the 
um, um, sell history and pattern of a particular store, looking at entrepreneurial patterns. Uh, what are some of the patterns that are contributing to this entrepreneur meeting their goal? And what are some of the patterns that are contributing to this entrepreneur being stagnant in this area? So I've been looking at patterns and being able to get a better understanding of certain expectations. And so making sure that we're reading and that we're up to date on what will happen in the event of it's going to be so beneficial in us making sure that we're protecting our business in the best way possible. Because if I know that if I get a chargeback, this is the process, I can better prepare myself for that. And if I know that I'm being charged this percentage, then I can better prepare myself even when I'm pricing my products to make sure that everything's going to make sense. Like I've mentioned in some other podcast episodes, a lot of times with entrepreneurs and businesses, the issue does not reside in the fact that they're not generating income or making money. It's the fact that, number one, they lack a lot of times, and I've, I've been in this they group as well, but lack money management skills. I thank God that I was able to work in uh, the finance industry, or financial industry, excuse me, so that I can um, or could acquire more knowledge as far as how to better manage my money and also how to be more credit conscious and build a healthy credit profile. Um, also, one thing that I'm noticing with a lot of entrepreneurs or that I have noticed in the past too, is not only that some people lack the money management skills, but some people lack the, the skill to actually correctly price their products and services so that they're actually receiving a product, a profit, excuse me, from their products and services. Everything needs to add up. Everything needs to make sense. And so a lot of people reach out to even me for assistance with that. And I enjoy helping because I know how challenging it can be to right price your products and your services. And I know a lot of times people go out and you're like, okay, well, I'm looking at this red vase and I'm also selling a red vase. And the red vase that I'm looking at on this website is $26. So I'm going to make mine 24 in hopes of getting more sales. And, you know, if that's the only way that you're looking at how to price products, you definitely may find that you're going to run into other issues. But we'll talk about that on another podcast episode. So make sure that you're staying tuned. The second thing that I would like to talk about that I've learned uh, during my entrepreneurial journey is talking down about others in the industry to clients can definitely hurt you more than it can help you. Now, let me just say this. I never had an issue of talking down to my client or talking down um, on other people in the industry to my clients or potential customers or anything like that. Why? I just... I've always felt like there was no point in doing that. And I always wanted to present myself as being professional. And I just found that to be far away from professional. And I didn't want, I didn't want to indulge in it. Um, I, when I was running a salon, one of the things that I really did not like while I was running the salon is I would have other stylists that would come in and they would talk about other salons to different clients that they were working with. And although they were their clients, it was still, you know, the salon that I was running under my business name. So I took I took it very seriously, the kind of conversations that we were having, because I wanted us all to succeed and I wanted us all to act in integrity. And so there are so many people that I hear, not even just from my experience working in the salon, but period, just hearing people in conversation talk about 
how bad another company was. I went into, uh, it was a certain office, um, must have been last week, and I overheard someone saying how nice this particular store or office was uh, in regards to the other office or store that was across town. And um, I was just listening to how unnecessary it was. And I knew that that person, you know, it sounded like they were trying to give the current office a compliment, uh, but it just wasn't, the, the extra wasn't needed. You know, the down talking. And, and I feel like if you really don't like service that you have been um, shown or that has been given to you, there's different protocols and different ways that you can take it up the chain to make sure that that is being fixed. But no customer or client, I'm not going to say no, but a lot of customers and clients don't want to come to a place of business and hear negativity about your experience, even if you feel like it's helping them. They don't want to hear it. I know there have been times where I've gone to get my nails done and my nail tech has criticized the nail tech before them. Well, why did they do it this way? Why is it so thick? Why did they use this type of acrylic? And you know, I wouldn't use this type of acrylic. The acrylic that they use is very cheap and I've heard about them and they don't really have too many good reviews. And, and it's just like, I didn't come here for that. I came here to get away, to get my nails done, to relax. And it just looks way more professional when you don't have to bash anyone to uplift yourself. There have been people that have told me, looking at my nails for an example, hey, you know, I would recommend you not um, going this thick or I'd recommend whoever does your nails to build it out this way. And this is why it prevents a lot of breakage that you're experiencing. But they say it in a way that's not really bashing or talking down on the company. So I do want to say that um, contrary to what others may think, because I still he hear it and see it happening very frequently, Please don't talk down about others in the industry, especially if you are wanting your business to grow. It just does not look right. Even if the customers and clients are like listening to you and they're nodding and indulging in the conversation, um, a lot of times people just do not like that and they will remember that experience. The third thing that I want to talk about is expand your resources. So someone like me, I'm very used to being kind of closed in. Um... I never was a social butterfly. I never had a lot, a lot of friends. I never was the life of the party. I really like to kind of keep to myself and those that I already knew. And so when I became a business owner, I realized that I needed to push myself outside of my shell. And I talk about that too on this podcast. So tune into some other episodes that I've previously recorded. And, and you know, you may hear me talk about those experiences. Um, but bottom line is I realized that I needed to expand. I needed to push myself outside of my comfort zone in order to get to different levels in my business. And I'm so thankful that I did. But one of the key pieces that I took from that is expanding resources, never knowing who you're going to need or who's going to need your services. And it's not saying that you'll necessarily need somebody for your business to run smoothly beside your customers and clients. It's not saying that you're incapable of running your business by yourself, but it's just saying that it's always great to have resources and it's always great for you to be a resource. I've gotten tons of business just by me being a resource, just by me being available to help others if they have questions or help others if they don't have inventory in stock and they're still wanting to make sure that their customer or client gets the texture that they are wanting uh, by a certain date. I have given so many different uh, orders over to other people that I have relationships with 
uh, for the same reason, you know, maybe I was sold out of a texture or I didn't have a certain length and I knew someone that did. There have been times when I've asked certain questions as far as how do other entrepreneurs handle chargebacks and what did they do to, um, you know, make sure that they were being as efficient and thorough as they could when they were hit with a chargeback and just different things like that to get other opinions. So it's always great to be able to expand your resources. I've been invited to different events and outings um, for networking based on how I've put myself out there. I have gotten more customers and clients um, based on me reaching out and connecting with others that own podcasts and being on their radio shows and just making sure that I put myself out there in the best way possible. The next thing that I've learned is familiarize yourself with your e-commerce platform. Now, when I say this, I'm not saying that you have to become a computer guru or you have to become a website builder or anything like that. But if you're using an e-commerce site, it is going to be in your best interest to learn everything that you can about that site. Now, of course, there may be some things that you need to actually seek out expert advice for, just like in any area of your life. But if you can familiarize yourself with how to utilize, especially like the basic functions of your e-commerce site, that is going to be so helpful for you. Taking time to figure out how to create a newsletter, taking time to figure out how to find out if you have abandoned carts, taking time to even find out how to process different orders and how to change up uh, shipping carriers if you want to and how to make sure that you're reading your analytics properly. Those are all going to be beneficial for you. So familiarize yourself with your e-commerce platform. I still use Shopify and I make, I've made tons of videos on my YouTube channel going over a different Shopify overview information, you know, different updates with Shopify and different um, changes and how-to videos and things like that, how to add different products to your website. You know, you may want to add or take down a product and, you know, to have to wait for someone to do that. I'm not saying that you can't do it, but If it can save you time and money, why not learn how to do it? Why not set aside some time to figure out how to navigate your site properly? There are people that still don't know how to um, change the pictures on their website. And it may be because of how their website is coded, you know, or maybe because, you know, they they aren't as computer savvy as as some of us may be out there. But either way, you know, like, again, there are going to be some some things and some times that you may need to consult an expert But anything that you can learn on your own and become familiarized with in regards to your website is going to be very beneficial. The last thing that I want to talk about is a reinvestment strategy. This is so crucial. Kind of goes back to when I was talking about money management in the beginning of the video. Having a reinvestment strategy is so imperative. There are so many people out there that just do not understand how to reinvest their profit. And because of that, their business doesn't exceed. It doesn't continue to grow. Um, Making money is not the only thing that your business should be doing, but it should actually be growing. And if you're making money, but you're noticing that your business is still stagnant, you're not able to reinvest back into your products. You're not able to reinvest into your website, reinvest into your branding, reinvest into hiring help if that's what you need, um, reinvest into marketing, if that's what you're choosing to spend your your your, uh, your your funds on. Whatever the case may be, every business is different, but every business needs a reinvestment strategy. Every business needs a strategy, a plan on how to keep that money coming and how to make sure that the money is actually working for the business. 
Um, how are you going to get paid out of the money? What's your percentage? Um, how much is going back into your products? How much is going into your website? Instead of just making money and spending it and then doing the same thing next month. We don't want to stay stagnant. We want to actually continue to grow. So I do have a video on my YouTube channel going over how I reinvest my profit from selling hair. So if you are interested in that, be sure to go over to my YouTube channel at Brittany Bundles and tune in. Um, I think you have to type in like reinvestment strategy or something like that. Reinvestment Brittany Bundles on YouTube and the video should pop up. Um, if not, send me an email and let me know what, what you're looking for type of video. Just put, you know, the reinvestment video that you mentioned in your podcast. Send me an email to the letter B talks, T-A-L-K-S at yahoo.com. And I will send you that direct link. Um, but these are some things that I've learned while being in my entrepreneurial role. I do plan on making more podcast episodes going over even more information that I've learned. Um, so make sure that you are staying tuned if you are interested in this type of content. I do want to thank you all for watching. I hope that it helps someone out there. Like always, I don't want the conversation to end. Please follow me on social media. My Instagram is Brittany underscore bundles. That is Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-N-E-Y underscore bundles, B-U-N-D-L-E-S. I'm on Facebook, Brittany Bundles, YouTube, Brittany Bundles, and Twitter, Brittany Bundles. Until next time, I'll talk to you all in the next podcast episode.